What's up, Dunwoody? Welcome back to the What's Up, Dunwoody podcast. All right, welcome back to the What's Mike. Up, Dunwoody podcast. We're here with Mike Walensky. Walensky. It's W-I, and then the rest is exactly as it sounds. So you are running for state rep, state house, I'm sorry, uh, the 70, 79th seat, right? That's right, state house of representatives, district 79. How many How many seats are there? Is, is that the last one? <laughs> so at our Gold Dome down in downtown Atlanta, there are in Georgia, there are 180 state reps. Hmm. It's broken up into about a population of 55,000 per area. So we're the 79th out of 180. And you're actually the Dunwoody area. So, yeah. Hence you being on the What's Up Dunwoody podcast. Yeah, this yeah. district makes up all of Dunwoody, uh, the GM plant, Doraville north of I-285, and a very small piece of Huntley Hills and Chamblee. Okay. Nice. Wow. I didn't know any part of Huntley Hills was... Well, talk to us like we're dumb. What does a state rep do? Well, a state rep, uh, it's a part-time job. The position, you're down at the Capitol from beginning of January to the end of March. And our state reps, uh, during that period as well as state senators, look over about 500 bills in that short period. And uh, the bills coincide with everything from, well, really mainly one of the main points is what our budget will be and what our budget is going to do, what we're going to do with that money. Also with the Georgia Code, dealing with criminal and civil and dealing with all aspects of our life from taxes to transportation to the education to businesses uh, to tax credits. It's a very large variety and, and affects us a lot. Yeah, and uh, so it is part-time, so you get to keep being a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, I, I will continue my law practice. That won't change, and, uh, you know, it'll be a lot of juggling, but I've just dropped off a lot of boards and things that I was doing before. All right, well, tell us about your law firm, too. Uh, well, my law firm is the law firm Michael S. Walensky, LLC. I had a creative team for a couple of years work on that name. Yeah, <laughs> real and, creative. Yeah, and... Uh, but, I like the S in the middle there. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, we're still not sure what it stands for. But um, no, the, my law firm represents families uh, who suffered the long one, a loved one, suffered the wrongful death of a loved one, or people who suffered catastrophic injuries. You know, when I came out of law school, I didn't plan on doing that. Actually, when I was in law school, um, my third year of law school, I did a full year in externship with the Baltimore Public Defender Felony Division. And that was during the time that The Wire was actually being taped. Oh, great yeah. show. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it actually was a perfect representation. I mean, I, they taped in the courtrooms um, when I was in the jail meeting prisoners. I mean, you hear stories, and they're very similar. Um, it was a great representation. I thought I was going to come out of law school being a public defender um, or a prosecutor. But um, I, at the end of 2008, when I graduated, that was when the market crashed. And so it went from where am I going to work, what do I want to do, okay, to where I can find a job. And that was a great lesson just in life about, you know, the economy, how important our economy is and our businesses, um, you know, how a growing economy leads to so many options. And at the same time, for me, I ended up um, going, starting out a creditor <coughs> collection bankruptcy firm for one year. And then I ended up the year after that uh, going, I got a job with a catastrophic injury attorney, and that's where I learned this work. What's the most catastrophic thing that you've had to deal with well with that first job when uh, I worked my wife's from Macon and uh, worked with an attorney down there and a pharmaceutical rep who had had multiple even super speeders kept his job because that company he was selling so well and he rear-ended a five people were in a car going from their wedding this is the bridal party to their party and he rear-ended them and in the backseat, the two outside passengers 
died and the middle passenger lived and pretty much uh, was not a good scenario. And so I did a lot of the discovery in that case with her. Um, so that's kind of the most Ooh. catastrophic. Yeah, that's right. Hey, speaking of speeding, the whole reason you're running for the this house spot is because Tom Taylor. Yep, uh, 72 and a 45. Yeah, yeah. Blood alcohol level three times limit. Did you know this that the that the guy that you're replacing was a? Yeah, I'm sure he knows. Yeah, I'm sure he it was. Talk about it, it was made. Uh, you know, that was it was pretty statewide. Uh, of yeah, it was what happened news. with Representative Tom Taylor, um, and uh, my campaign came out in July, and he said he was announcing he wasn't running for re-election in September, um, and you know, on our end, it didn't change anything, but we're just moving forward. Uh, very excited about this campaign. Oh, so he's not stepping down? I thought that's what it was. No, he, he stepped. He oh, just, he is stepping down. He stepped down. Yeah. yeah, so the incumbent is not running for re-election. It's an open seat. Yeah. How come no Democrats ran against him in the last couple of elections? Well, I think it's a mixture of finding people to run, a mixture of uh, assuming the demographics or this, this uh, area was possibly different than it was. Uh, but I can't answer why. It is changing. Are, yeah. Do you, uh, this is a weird question, but do you think there's kind of like a weird Trump effect of like, like younger liberal people getting more involved in politics now just because they're like, what, you know, what's going on out there? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, is, did that have any I mean, for, for you? So for me, no. no I, I knew, um, so prior to being Trump elected president, I had a good idea that I was running for the state house position, uh, not too far before, but definitely that had no, did not change anything on me running or not um i would say i don't know it's a good question if i think back to exactly the timing i know it was after i'd been in dunwoody for a little bit and then seeing that the state house race was coming up um and just with my background and with what i've done and my qualifications uh, it seemed like the right decision right but he's kind of inspired everybody to be like well i guess anybody can just run now i remember watching yeah. him the night that he won and, and i was like gosh like, I could do this, I guess. <laughs> you know? well, tell us more about yourself. Like, where'd you grow up? So I grew up in Sandy Springs. Nice. Um, off of Johnson Ferry. I went to North Springs High School, um, born in Northside Hospital. Um, at North Springs, you know, back then there was no separation between Sandy Springs and Dunwoody. So ton, a lot, half of my group of friends literally lived what we consider Dunwoody back then, went to North Springs. Um, after North Springs, well, I've lived in the perimeter area besides school, 80% of my life. And I spent one year at University of Michigan after high school, but then I transferred to Georgia yeah. because I was cold. Go dogs. Yeah, so I had to graduate <laughs> yeah, from the University of Georgia. Let's plug UGA on this podcast. Why yeah. not? <laughs> you think they need our help? I don't think they do. So then you came back, huh? Uh, after law school. So I went to University of Maryland School of Law, and I came right back. And uh, that's when I met my wife. And... Um, so we've been together since 2008. Is she from around here too? She's from Macon, Georgia. Okay, that's right. So yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Two cute little girls I saw on your pictures. Yeah, so my uh, we got two daughters. I have a four-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. And, a and uh, they'll start at, uh, the older one will start at Dunwoody Elementary a year from August, so that's exciting. Justin's um, got one there now. Yeah, I got and another yeah. one coming up there. Yeah. And two other kids in Austin. I just got them all over done with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a great school, and uh, that was the main reason. We lived in Sandy Springs on the other side of Dunwoody Village by about a mile um, for three years prior to moving here. 
and we were in Dunwoody Village all the time. That's where we did everything. And um, when we noticed the school district we were in, um, we knew our kids want we wanted them to go to public school. So we looked where we were and we said we've got to find a better school district. And we were doing all of our stuff in Dunwoody anyway, so we moved into the Dunwoody Elementary District. Yeah, they're all pretty good here. What do you think about Dunwoody Village? We need a, a few rooftop bars, right? Uh, That's I, what we're pushing for. That's what the reason of the podcast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what's up, Dunwoody Rooftop Bar? Hashtag. Um, <laughs> but, no, the uh, I lived in Baltimore for three years. That's where University of Maryland School of Law is. And I, I rooftop everything was amazing. I mean, when it, it really, on all the big holidays, when even in the apartments or townhouses, row homes we lived in, people on all July 4th, you literally just walk across all the roofs saying hi to people. I, I mean, I'm pro rooftops things as long as it's safe <laughs> um but i don't i don't know you know if that would ever happen here i don't no, think you'll no ever catastrophic injuries yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all yeah. well then you just, you just roll right in there you, yeah. once somebody <laughs> fell off a roof let's <laughs> call mike uh yeah we, that would be good for things like the mother's day uh, event that's coming up soon you know if people were able to just kind of overlook it from their their rooftop yeah so apparently there is a rooftop bar coming to a marta station hotel nearby i guess the so Dunham. john hennigan said that's yeah all, that's all yeah. we got so we're you know it's a great it's a beautiful thing sit up there see the sunset yeah, we're, we're pro rooftop and pro giant slide at Dunwoody. And as a parent, you would love that, right? We're, there's a giant slide? Well, we're, we're pushing, we're pushing for, one. for one for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But but actually, the Nature Center was talking about, they they had actual plans drawn up for one going down from Roberts right into the Nature Center. Wow. Yeah, yeah. that actually is like, true. Yeah, it's <laughs> not a yeah. yeah, we didn't know that until. That's what Alan told us, at least. Um, so what else did you do in Dunwoody? I saw a sustainability committee. Yeah, so here I'm on is. the City of Dunwoody Sustainability Committee. Um, I was nominated by Terry Null, city councilman. and a, Good guy. And uh, I believe Pam Tomage also. Um, anyway, I was nominated, and then you meet with the mayor to see if you're a good candidate, and uh, I was put on the City of Dunwoody Sustainability Committee. We meet once a month, and just um, we've done – well, one thing we've done is we created uh, – through Mary and Ademi really helping, but we are assisting with the new or revamping or reopening of the Dunwoody Farmer's Market. And we've talked to her, and she's going to come on. So. Yeah, yeah, that's really exciting. She's done an amazing job taking that on. It's a lot of work, and I'm on that uh, committee as well. And the City Dunwoody Sustainability Committee just really focuses on, obviously, making sure um, that we're doing everything in an environmentally safe way. Um, we do what we can. I mean, we're... Dunwoody is a tree city, and uh, when I've been talking to people throughout Dunwoody, um, a lot of people are starting to complain about the, mat- the amount of big uh, companies and just totally wiping out of trees in, in certain lots, and that's not something us, you know, we in Dunwoody want. I mean, we, I believe most, or a lot of people live here because of not only the amazing neighbors and schools, but just the aesthetics, the beautiful trees, and, you know, the beautiful nature we have. That's why we our last show is about Brook Run, where uh, yeah. all those trees were getting taken down, and everybody was you know, throwing a fit over it. Yeah. Well, well here, here's kind of a serious topic. Uh, uh, do you think Georgia Georgia is going to be the one of the next ten states to legalize, or one of the last ten? Let's let's put it like that. Legalize what? What are you talking about? Oh, I thought everybody know knew legalize legalize weed or mar- Me- medical marijuana. Medical marijuana. Well, um, a couple of state reps for years now have been working on and, and succeeded. Uh, partially in uh, legalizing CBD oils. 
um, are hemp oils that uh, have an amazing beneficial medical effects for children with seizures and, and some diseases. And uh, I, I mean, one of the biggest concerns I have, especially with having two daughters who are young and going to grow up in this area, is the amount of opiate addiction we have. So I, I think it will be very important to uh, find ways to lower the amount of opioids opioids and um, it seems medical marijuana there's been research saying that when we have that option uh, as a painkiller for other diseases there are less um, so I can't answer when or how it's going to happen but the conversation is definitely going on at the state capitol and um, this year they the prior bill in terms of what that oil could be used for was was uh, gained some more traction and allowing for sort of post-traumatic disorders and a, and a couple other things so uh, year by year it's it, it's the oil is being allowed and um, I think at some point we got to look into what's causing the opiate addiction crisis really research it and see what other options are out there to uh, trade that out because it is so addictive and really hurting our children. Well, and it would literally be a cash crop for Georgia too. I mean, we've got a good environment for growing anything. Yeah, so. um, I'm, I mean, the more money we can get into our state, um, you know, the movie industry, film industry this year had economic benefit of $9 billion. So yeah, they're doing pretty well. We shouldn't do any legislation that does anything to make them want to leave. I mean, that would be horrible, um, like some of the bills we're seeing um, that discriminate based on religious belief. But I think uh, we have to look at all options to really bring more money into our economy. That way we can do beneficial things for transit, education, and at the same time, our taxes won't go out because we're getting this money from the businesses and that are here. Yeah, those bills are just silly. I mean, what do they call them? Like some sort of pastor? What, what's well, the, what do they try to... The bills are called religious liberty bills, right. and the bills, admittedly, this year was in the AJC, discriminate based on religious beliefs, and um, I would say no matter, well, first of all, we shouldn't discriminate in any regard, but no matter what you believe, we shouldn't do any legislation that's going to hurt our businesses, our small businesses, and hurt people from working in our state and bring people to work here, because once again, that's how, from a business and economic level, we start growing as a state. Um, which benefits everybody. Yeah, and, and no pastor is going to be forced to marry anybody he doesn't want to marry. I mean, that's so. Isn't that what's kind of at the heart of these things that they? Well, that, so that was a bill though. That was not this past session, the session before. But under the religious laws, in terms of who any religion, a uh, in Christianity or Judaism, whether or any religion, whether it's a pastor or a rabbi. Um, they don't have to marry anybody they don't want. Right. So there's there's no need for a state bill. Um, just, um, it, you know, this year was the big bill was the uh, dealing with adoption agencies from religious organizations where they can, uh, on you know, create a bill that says that they could exclude adopting to the LGBTQ community. Um, and once again, um, to have that bill placed in that could hurt our state on such a huge economic level. And it's my understanding that all four Republican candidates running for governor, or maybe there's five now, but I know four of them are all for those religious liberty bills that would kill our economy is uh, very concerning. Yeah. Uh, all right, so the new uh, the new presidential dinner is uh, you know because we got Trump up there. It's it's pretty much just a Big Mac in bed. What's what would what would you be your presidential dinner? Let's let's fast forward thirty years. You're now president of the United States. What's your presidential dinner? 
would definitely be a uh, full rack of ribs, uh, mashed potatoes, and asparagus. There nice. you go. Uh, that's a little bit classier. So <laughs> well, did I say the McRib? I meant no, the yeah. McRib. <laughs> McRib. <laughs> what makes you qualified to run? Uh, to be a state house rep, well, down at the Capitol, I've been helping two organizations for over five years now. Through those two organizations, um, I've worked across party lines. Um, obviously, the majority right now are Republicans, and I've been able to work with them no problem. And uh, while down at the Capitol and uh, through one of the groups that I work with, uh, the GTLA, I've drafted bills, I've researched bills, I've worked um, with them and state reps on bills. So I've worked for that a long time. And at the same time, through my practice as a lawyer um, and through what I do, I've learned to represent people no matter who they are and listen to them and their concerns. And I'm also an arbitrator for the State Bar of Georgia. And as an arbitrator, uh, these are fee disputes between attorneys and their clients. And as an arbitrator, you sit and listen to both sides and you have to be non-partial and really take in everything and make a decision on who's right and who's wrong. And everything I've done over the past eight years combined uh, has really led to the point where, um, you know, really meeting with people, listening to me, listening to people, because as your state rep, we should represent the whole district and really listen to everybody. And the goal is then to make a decision on what's best um, for our community. And since I'm from here and besides school, lived 80% of my life here, I know our concerns and I've continued to talk to people and I'm talking to people every week and I'll continue that. So I'd love to hear from people about their concerns and what they would want a state rep to do. And uh, that's what I'll keep working towards as hopefully your state rep. What does your wife think about you running? Uh, yeah, so we just celebrated our eight-year anniversary, and when we had this conversation, my campaign came out in July, so it probably was in, that was July of 17, so it was probably late 2016 when I actually spoke to her about it, um, and uh, I guess her comment was, you know, I'm always doing something, if I'm not doing something crazy, I'm not happy, and, you know, I'm if it wasn't this, I would be spending my time, like I said, I'm in a lot of organizations. I do a lot of meetings for my business, you know. So time didn't change in, in terms of how much I work. And she pretty much said, it, you know, if, you know, she understands because I'm not doing something crazy and it makes me, it, it makes me happy. Never makes you happy, right? There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think some of us guys, we just we replace one kind of obsession with another. So, you know, this will be your thing for, I don't know, the next nine months yeah. or... <laughs> And maybe two years after that, yeah, right? Yeah, I hope to. It is a two-year term, right? It's a two-year term, um, but, you know, this is, uh, I would, if I have the opportunity to win, it's something I would definitely want to stay on as state rep until I have the opportunity either to move up or to move out to something else. Um, what, what about your company? What about, like, you know, taking a hard left with your, you know, do you think you're putting off 50% of the... I own a pizza place. We don't yeah. get political just because, you know, we don't want well, piss anybody off. Yeah, I, I think when I, I you know, I've, I've been knocking on doors, meeting a lot of people. And I think one of the problems with our uh, society, in a sense, right now is just the how much we hold on to the DNR. And when I speak to people and I talk about my message and why I'm running, who I am, and they understand us from an issue standpoint, then it's okay. So, um, you know, have I offended some folks just by having a d next to my name yeah i mean i i I'm sure um do they still respect me as an attorney and maybe call me if they know somebody that something tragic's happened possibly um you know so it, it was a it, but it's also a balance i mean 
I uh, have met so many amazing people, and no matter if they're a DRR, um, in this district, we really all look for the same thing. We all really want a great education system and our kids to be safe. We really want uh, health care that's affordable and quality. We want our transit options to be fixed and grown. Um, and I think most of our district really believes that we need to grow our economy and not discriminate. And that's, uh, you know, with what I've done and with what I'm trying to do, I think I'm the best candidate. And, and when speak, people speak to me, I think it goes pretty well. So I don't... Seem like a nice guy. Right, yeah. Well, listen, just don't tell people how you feel about The Last Jedi because <laughs> yeah. that'll that, really take that, people that, off. That's yeah. where it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. controversial topic. It was a Star Wars movie. You know. <laughs> that's it. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> I actually loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, traffic real quick. Uh, if I'm on Shambly Dunwoody and I want to turn onto your road, Valley, it's or the one close to you, Valley View, I'm legally I'm not allowed to, right? I can't make that left turn. What can we do about that? We did it today. We did do it today. We did it today. Um, well, that is a uh, me. The fact that I live off of uh, Valley View and I, I I drive all the way up to the traffic light and make a left and and do it the correct way every you do it time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's a conversation you would have with the city, um, Mayor Shortle and, and all of our great city council folks, Lynn Deutsch, um, you know, that you can have a conversation with them. Um, but then again, living off of Valley View, that is a cut through, you know, there are still totally. it's a the, great cut through. the way it is now. Uh, there still is a lot of traffic. So to include more traffic, I can I see a safety concern with the amount of kids also because it is a school bus drop off area. Um, and, you know talking more into transit about marta's plan to build from the shambly dunwoody exit connecting a bridge to 400 north you know in terms of that's a we, long bridge yeah i did not realize be, that i don't know three or four stories high and wow. so we, okay that okay yeah talked and, about that before that's right next to his pool yeah yeah it actually the zoning they haven't completed yet how they're going to do it really but yeah it would go right by it yeah. um so we need to make sure that in transit that you know we're giving and, and, and doing what we can to have all the options in a cost-effective manner, but at the same time, hopefully allow cities to have input on how this is going to be done. So um, from not only a transit standpoint, but from a visual standpoint, it doesn't hurt any neighborhoods. Um, yeah. yeah, we've kind of heard that Dunwoody doesn't have a choice in the matter. I mean, yeah, um, my understanding right is the, the uh, GDOT with Martok or are actually GDOT is really doing the design and they meet with the city council folks but I don't know the amount of input they actually have and uh, one big thing that's going on also is this is the first year that the state of Georgia through their general assembly has decided to fund um, our transportation in MARTA you know before up till now it was just DeKalb County and Fulton County and that's why you've never you haven't seen any regional growth and I, I think it's a great thing that the state's doing that but the committee that was put in place for the state house um, none of those state reps are from the perimeter area or inside the perimeter area. So the people who are making this decision um, have nothing to do with it. Well, not yet. And hopefully we'll grow out there, but we need more people of where it is now to have an input on the growth. And that's something I'll fight to do. Cool. We just want a diving board from that elevated lane into the pool. Yeah, or, you're or gonna a be, slide. You're going to be looking up at a highway from the pool. Yeah. Somebody goes off crazy. that thing, at least they'll safely land in the yeah. pool. Oh, and we'll call you up right away. There you go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, call me. But, I mean, that's one of my big things. Um, I've been out 
in almost every neighborhood in the past two and a half months meeting people. And so if anybody has any questions for me, I mean, a state house rep, uh, one of the biggest things we haven't had and need to have is state house reps who's accessible, accountable. I plan on having town halls. And uh, if anybody ever has any questions, they need to call because that's what a state rep's supposed to do. They're supposed to be transparent and let people know what's going on. Yeah, you're just a call away, right? Yeah. Cool. You're easy to get on the show, too. So yeah, we appreciate yeah. it. My office is in Dunwoody. My house is in Dunwoody. My campaign headquarters is in Dunwoody. I'm always in Dunwoody. So I'm yeah. going to bring the kids over here just to play in the little bamboo <laughs> fountain. <laughs> your kids must love that. Yeah, yeah. You're not, I don't think you're supposed to put your feet in it. But ha- Have your kids gone in? Uh, not all the way. Not yeah. all the way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do people find out more about you? Website? Yeah. Um, well, uh, the website is Walensky, W-I-L-E-N-S-K-Y-F-O-R-G-A.com, Walensky4GA.com. Um, you can always look me up online and, and call my office. And uh, happy to have coffee happy to meet anywhere in person you're on facebook oh yeah yeah definitely facebook.com forward slash walensky f-o-r-g-a on twitter at walensky 4ga um i'll have to ask my social media team what other crazy stuff they have i was gonna ask if you had a whole team uh no 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 no. (laughs) just you on your phone (laughs) yeah just me on the team i gotta go talk (laughs) to myself same as my dogwood team (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, figure out what's going on coordinator yeah you got people snapchatting away i don't even even know how to use that (laughs) know what it does we're too old yeah (laughs) well thanks for sitting down with us man we've really yeah nice to get to know you and um i think all the other people appreciate it Yeah. yeah no it's really exciting it's a great time um Hope to have everybody's support and look forward to really meeting everybody and it's great to meet y'all. Yeah. All right. Vote for him in November, right? Uh, yeah. Well, the primary is in March, so oh. you can pull more, or Sorry, primary is in May. I was about to say, whoa, yeah. we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> May 22nd is the primary and when you go on that date, you either pull a Republican ballot, Democratic ballot. So obviously I would only be on the Democratic ballot, but November 6th is the general election and uh, I should be on that ballot as there's no primary opponent. So yeah, please vote for me, uh, Mike Walensky. Thanks, man. Thank you. All right. Have a good day.